0: crazy a beast he's looking to feast is out in the world it's jimmy's day release
1: ladies and gentlemen to those among you who are easily frightened we suggest you turn away now to those of you who think they can take it we say welcome to the madhouse
0: Welcome back, you are listening to the winner of the most irritatingly sporadic podcast award. That's right, it's the comeback no one wanted and sure as shit didn't ask for. The least anticipated return of the century. No, we are not Blink-182. We are, of course, the Madhouse Podcast. My name is Joey and it wouldn't be the Madhouse without my BFF of death. The mate who will decapitate. The bro with a final blow... It's Jimmy. <laughs> How you doing, Hello. Jimmy?
1: Hello. All right. That's a fucking fantastic intro.
0: Thank you. Uh, it's, uh, I've had a year to think of it. It's been a year since we've actually done this. October. That's good,
1: and it's and it is good that we've uh, we've jumped on the Blink One uh, Eighty Two bandwagon. Yeah. Well, wow. we're we're kind of in their ta- uh, tail coat there. No, what's it called? Wheelhouse. Coattails. 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 We're riding their coattails. Obviously, they that's how they get through life on tour is by listening to the Madhouse podcast.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we get Now we've jumped on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're, they're coming back. So, yeah. fuck it, we thought, yeah, we'll come back for a couple.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know we kind of go hand in hand. You can't have them. I, I don't know where this is going. You can't have them doing music with, without us doing a podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where are you? That's what happened. <laughs> listener said
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we've uh we said hello bathed in the glow of our triumphant return and uh, that blinker kind of copying if i'm honest i think we 100%. were talking about it first uh, let's move on to uh what everyone really wants from their podcast let's do some admin <laughs> why don't you in in two words or less describe the new format in two words or less uh, well i thought you were a true orator
1: and, uh, I don't know what and... that means. These are words I am very confused about.
0: Why don't you describe in as as few words as you can? Okay. Uh, uh, our new format, just to keep the admin in, but snappy.
1: Okay, slick and smooth.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I think people will get the gist of it once we get going.
0: Right. Yeah. That was definitely succinct. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we should probably say that each we're doing a series. Yes. Each series has five episodes. Yes. Four chosen as the classic IMDb challenge and one that we're going to choose between us.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, proper booze reviews, no plot slot bollocks, just a quick gist and the same amount of bullshit, I guess. Uh...
1: Yeah, same amount of bullshit at the end. Yeah. But I am actually going to keep record of uh, the stars this time. Oh, of, okay. Uh, what we're going to do. And you
0: see behind me, there's a board. I do, yes looks like a a polaroid collage of your victims it is that is correct but i'm
1: gonna do something similar with a bit of paper possibly a4 maybe a3 if i'm thinking big wow but maybe a yeah but i'm thinking a4 just so because just so we know what we've rated the films
0: yeah okay we didn't really do that in what i'm calling series one yeah we didn't really but um yeah we kind of kept
1: it in our heads. Which didn't work because there's booze involved in this.
0: There's not enough space in my head. We did 50 episodes in series one. Series two is going to be five. So downsizing. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to get them out quicker. Excellent. I think. That'd be nice. Anyway. So the uh, the, the first segment of our new improved podcast is uh, Booze Reviews. Okay, go on then,
1: go on, what have you got for us? Actually, shall I go first? I'm going to go first, because mine's not that good, and I feel you've got a better one.
0: Well, I need to open mine. Uh, I I think I've just opened
1: mine. So, I'm going to, I'm drinking tonight, it's literally just cheap, it's called Orchard English Vintage Cider. It's basically Henry Weston's, I think. Okay. But made by someone else. I don't think it is, mate. It's good with a ploughman's, yeah, which is nice. It's eight point two percent, and I've got two bottles of these, so I'm going to be off my nuts. Wow! In about forty minutes, um, I'll give you a little taste. Oh yes, fucking lovely, slowly matured. It's bursting with flavour. Uh, yeah, neck that down with a ploughman's or a fucking pack of fags. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go well, what have you got?
1: Fucking hell, boy, what's never, this?
0: I am, uh, cra- uh, cranking one open. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, They never say when doing cider that a hint of flavour. They always say bursting with flavour.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you burst apples, don't you? This is an interesting bottle you've got here. You've come in big. I think you've won this round.
0: Well, this is a this is a series premiere, Jimmy. So I've gone classy with a premiere-style drink. I have, uh... That looks... Fucking great. It's a bottle of red wine, because, you know, it's a classy premiere. Uh, I fully intend to have this completely drained by the end of the episodes. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I'm going to be utterly wanked after a full bottle of wine. So hey, get Sp- ready for Friday that. Friday night. I'll make a complete tit myself by the third quarter. I've already said third quarter. I meant fourth quarter. <laughs> Last quarter. <laughs> uh, right, I'm going to do it in honour of you, this podcast, and our listener. Thank you it's actually uh it's called uh it's 19 crimes the uprising you can see that bottle jimmy no one else can but that's a that is sick skeleton it's I, I, the dark. I love a good bowl and you know a bottle of wine bottle of red wine is good when it's described on the front as red wine <laughs> part aged in rum barrels i assume uh that's because they had a bit of a A rum thing going on that went bust, and they still had the barrels when they decided to do a wine thing instead.
1: Just chill the fucking brakes a a second there, sir. Are you pouring it into a butterbeer mug?
0: (laughs) Yes, I am.
1: (laughs) Now, hold on a minute, because I've got one of them now. Why didn't you tell me? And I could have poured my cider
0: into mine. (laughs) Well, uh, next time. Every episode we should improve, and I I think that's one note to write on the board behind you next to your victim's poloids. Matching glasses, butter yeah, glasses. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you've won that one. Classic. Well done. Congratulations. How oh, do I win that? Do I get yeah, a mark? You've won only... that round. Ah, oh, yes. 1 0.
1: 1 0 to you.
0: Go on. Big, deep squig. It does taste like red wine. I don't know anything about wine, so that's uh, it's about as deep as I can get.
1: Well, you've pulled the red wine face.
0: Yeah. Well, it goes a bit taut on you. <laughs> You're like, hmm. Mm, you yeah. have to. I don't know, just say it's very nice. What is it? A palatable. Yeah. Quaffable. Quaffable's a good word. That's from Harry Potter as well, isn't it? Quaffable. Quaffle. Quaffle ball. Quaffle. 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 Uh, uh, Quaffle. Right. <laughs> let's, uh, should we talk about the film? Yeah, let's do it. Well, uh, you go for it, because, uh, you oh, chose this one. okay.
1: so, we're calling this little season, it's called It Came From The Deep. So all these films are going to be kind of sea-based type films, if you will. So I, th- I picked the first one, and it was 47 metres down.
0: Can, can I clarify something? Easy. Yeah. You say sea-based. It, yeah. Does it have to be sea-based, or can it be water-based?
1: No, I, obviously I meant, I meant water-based. Excellent. It Came From The Deep. So, it could it's anything water-ish based.
0: Okay. Excellent. Sorry. The film you chose right. is 47 Metres Down.
1: 47 Metres Down, which uh, I believe came out in, what, 2017 or something? Spawned a, re- uh, spawned a sequel, 47 Metres Uncaged, which was all right. Not seen it? No. But I'll take your word but for I've it. I've seen it. It's quite good. They, they take a different vibe. It's in a cave. This time, not a cage. Oh, they've changed one one letter. Yeah, but yeah, basically, it's uncaged, so they're out of the cage. There is no cage involved, which no. is great.
0: Well, that's a good job they put that in the title.
1: Well, yeah, I only just got it, actually, now that it was uncaged, because they're not in a shark cage. So, joke's on me, I guess.
0: Yeah. Right. You were saying about the budget. Uh, I think it was like
1: five mil or something five and a half mil but i think it's grossed worldwide 62 mil which is all right and it's it's got it's got some good actors in it or it's got a good actor in it yep that yeah that dude who played the joker in full metal jacket
0: uh yeah the captain of the boat
1: yeah matthew modine i think his name is yeah Yep. He that's was... it he's the he's the only good actor in it
0: yep basically uh it was directed by Johannes Roberts, written by Johannes Roberts and Ernest Riera, two men who sound like they've switched surnames for the piss of it. <laughs> Bet they have. It does. Johannes Roberts and then Ernest Riera. Bit of name swapping. Right. Yeah. You're gonna give me the gist of it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give you the gist. So i um, yeah, I'm gonna give you the little gist. I'm gonna explain this to you. As though you haven't seen it. We're in the boozer. We're having a drink. You're having your red red wine. We're in the we're in the leaky cauldron. You're having your red wine <laughs> in a butterbeer glass, like a fucking heathen. Yeah. And I'm on some sort of cheap cider that's very very strong.
0: Yep. Yeah. I'm not having a wine glass, not in this economical climate. Nah, bollocks.
1: Right, this film was about two sisters who go off on a jolly to Mexico. Basically, Because one of them's been given the elbow by their boyfriend. Now, I believe the reason is because she's a bit boring. And I have to say, the way Mandy Moore carried on in this film, I do not blame him one bit. Anyway, they decide to go out on a Mexican all-night bender and meet two likely lads who invite them out to swim with sharks, which is a great idea at the time, obviously. Obviously. Anyway, they head out to the sea with what I'm pretty sure is not a licensed tour guide, Uh, they get into this rickety looking shark cage and off they go. Obviously, Mandy Moore has lied about her scuba ability, which clearly is none. The winch breaks, sends the girls plummeting to the depths of 47 (laughs) metres, where they got the film name, which is quite clever.
0: Oh, I get it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. With barely little oxygen left, they have to fend off attacks by sharks, being trapped by the cage itself, and Mandy Moore's awful whimpering Anyway, her sister dies to get fucking away from her, and Mandy thinks she's been <laughs> rescued, but that turns out to be a wild hallucination brought on by a severe lack of oxygen. And in fact, she's actually just dying. And that's the end. Give it a fucking watch, boy.
0: Hey, she still got rescued at the end, though, right? No, she died. I thought the cavers got down there. The diamonds. Ah, bollocks! Yeah, they did... Yeah, they... No, that was a... Did they? <laughs> yeah she's she's. well I thought they did but uh, who knows that's how good this film was we were both clearly paying attention at the end oh shit yeah they did because it was the old switcheroo switcheroo it was the old switcheroo but then for the exact same thing to happen basically. anyway yeah but seen. it was yeah you're right it was
1: it was actually the coast guard or someone that come and save her well that's annoying this is my take on the film and it should have ended with Mandy Moore dying at the bottom of the ocean yeah they should have both died yeah
0: I like your take you on the fact that um, her sister didn't just die. She, 10 minutes in a cage with her sister and she <laughs> thought, oh, I'm going to take my chances with the sharks.
1: That's
0: what she did. Not only are you boring, you just whine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hand in
1: hand. She's boring and she's whiny. Talking of whine. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I mucked up, forgot that whole ending. But I will say that I did re-watch this film Two days ago, and I, we do now have two young kittens, and they were distracting me.
0: Oh, yes, you do. Uh, why so do tell us their that's names? That's the reason why... What? Tell us their names.
1: Uh, so it's Terry Muse, obviously named after the great Terry Crews. Yeah. And this Terry, he doesn't love yogurt. He loves, uh, he loves string. Terry loves string. Okay. <laughs> Can he dance his pecs? But yeah, he does it all the time. Ah, yeah, he does. He does that all the time. Uh, and then the other one is called Vincent Per Rice. Wow. Which I don't think we need to explain. Excellent.
0: Well, you would hope not. Yeah.
1: And he actually has, he actually is very somber. but He's got a little bit of a quirk about him. Like, the, like the, the legend himself. Is he a bit of a smooth git? He does. Yeah, he is a bit of a smooth git. He likes the ladies. There you
0: go. Right. That's the gist of it. And a cat update. Now that we've covered Blink-182, Harry Potter, 47 metres down, and pets, should we go to Frights and Delights? Yeah, let's do it! Frights and Delights
1: Right, are we finding Neverland, or are we finding Nemo? (laughs) Neither. We're finding the Frights and Delights of this film!
0: (laughs) Wow! Well, I've got four... Fries and Delights, okay. I usually go for five. Slim picking oh, yeah. on this one. And, uh, yeah, so I went for four. One of them it, it is a stretch. <laughs> uh, number one, the film was going to be released straight to DVD in the spring of 2016 under the name In the Deep. But it was bought by Byron Allen's Entertainment just one week before the DVD release was due. It was then sat on, not literally, waited on had its name changed and was finally released to a a wide audience in cinemas in summer 2017 eventually raking in some fat stacks like you said earlier 60 well fat stacks compared to how much it cost to make oh yeah 100 percent. 5 million profit or something which is crazy into the deep in the deep in the deep yes okay um what do you
1: prefer in the deep in the deep, to forty-seven meters down.
0: In the deep sounds more like a nineteen-sixties uh, horror, I suppose. You know,
1: into the deep.
0: I into... like. Yeah,
1: I think they should have added it a two, but I do like forty-seven meters down. Or uh, could have been one hundred and fifty-four point one nine feet down. That would have been good.
0: Yeah. Is that the actual conversion? Have you, have you done that? It is the actual conversion, Ooh. thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I, might, I mean, I might be a couple of decimal points out, but I'm pretty
0: sure that's close. I didn't know you were bilingual in measurements.
1: Yeah, mate, I've got a fucking D in maths. I don't know how I'm doing.
0: <laughs> in the D group. <laughs> 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 right, my second is a fright that turned into a delight. And it's related to my first fact. Due to the last-minute buyout of the film, not all retailers got the message not to sell the DVD stock that had already been sent, and it was meant to be recalled. And they sold some over the course of one day, when they were on sale for a bit, and that's the fright. uh, It's not really much of a fright, but, you know, I'm trying to make this frights and Delights thing work.
1: Do we know how many they sold?
0: Uh, The OG? I don't know, but these copies are now collector's items. Reaching yeah, dizzying I costs of up to... And are you sitting down for this? Yeah. £30.
1: Oh, okay! Woo-wee. Or, you I'd can like tell to.
0: me closely, uh, it was $50, which I checked and went to about around to £30. Are you bilingual in currency? Yeah, it's about £34.98. Not a bad investment if you bought that in 2017. for.
1: Not at all, mate. That's going to keep going up, boy.
0: Yeah, that's a nest egg right there. I'm going to track them all down and buy them. <laughs> so anyway, there you have a fright and delighting one, thus giving and justifying this whole segment <laughs> in one fell swoop. <laughs> Number three, broccoli was added to the water tank. So because they were filming scenes in a tank to make it look like there were little org <laughs> organisms. Gonna get that word right. Nice. <laughs> And uh, other shit in there. They put broccoli in the tank to make it look like this little life floating around. But it's created problems for the CGI department that had to work around these. Add in the sharks. They didn't think about oh, the sharks. Oh, okay. So that must have been annoying. And uh, number four. Hold on.
1: I want to go back to the broccoli. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I think, think that. I you think that was broccoli till
0: last. <laughs> I
1: no, right. I think that's a. Uh, I thought that was a really good, um, like little effect. And you once you know it's broccoli, and you look at it, you can <laughs> yeah. see it's broccoli. So the kind of illusion there is, is is that's fucked. Because I said to that, I went, oi, that's broccoli. She went, what yeah. is? And I went, all oh, that shit floating around, it's bro- broccoli. Very good. Did she think you were taking the piss? Yeah, a little bit. And then I went, no, look
0: at it, it's
1: broccoli. Mandy Moore didn't like it. She 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 was like, well, eventually it was like swimming around in his soup.
0: Yeah, it didn't look like oh, it, yeah. did it? You didn't have like a full stem of broccoli floating in front of the camera. No, that it's not. Been it's
1: not thick broccoli soup, love. You can fuck it. It's water. It's soup thick. I, I didn't like know you. it was
0: broccoli. Well, watching it, uh, so I, I don't. I didn't get the pleasure of looking at it and going, "Oh, that's broccoli." But I'm, I also don't want to watch this film again. So I'm, I'm never going to have. I, I'm just going to have to accept that's not going to happen for me. It's an opportunity yeah, fair gone. Enough. Life moves yeah. on. It does. Blinker back.
1: <laughs> you know. Where are you? It's because everybody in the world has been going. Where are you? For like <laughs> yeah. years and years and years. And now they know what they're doing. And my kids and now are it's... doing today.
0: Yeah. One more time.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we summoned. We summoned Tom back by just saying, "Where are you?" In a stupid accent. And he went,
0: "I'm here." that was a that was very Broadway that wasn't it nice especially with the hands well no one else saw the hands I'm hoping it won't come up (laughs) all right number four Stuart the boyfriend who ditched Lisa because she was a boring nuisance his words allegedly yeah uh, was actually in some scenes that they shot but none of them made the final cut yeah and it serves him right I guess okay uh, he was played, though, by James Vanderbeek. No! What? Who's some of our 90s fans.
1: Get early, out of early it. Early
0: Blink182 fans <laughs> may remember as being Dawson in Dawson's Creek.
1: Dawson's fucking Creek. Yep. Uh, what? How dare he! How dare he! I am on Mandy Moore's side for this. Dawson? <laughs> Dawson? Dawson. James Van Der Beek, the most boring man in the fucking world. How <laughs> dare he tell Mandy
0: Moore that she's boring? <laughs> oh, I wow! Got you up.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, I hate his face. <laughs> I hate his face, his voice, his personality. Ah, oh, his acting.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I didn't <gasps> expect that reaction. To be honest, but that was a that was a nice little. Uh... Yeah, I am pleased it happened. Yeah, good. Uh, and also the boat captain was played by uh, Matthew Modine, who is, uh, as you say, he was um, Joker in Full Metal Jacket and Dr. Brenner in Stranger Things. Of course he was Dr. Brenner, yeah.
1: I was trying to think who else he was. He's in loads of fucking films, though, come on. He is. He's very good. But, I mean, I think Full Metal Jacket is
0: probably the best one that he's ever in. It's because that's that. one of the best films yeah there are he's in Oppenheimer he's... I've oh not seen God, it yeah, yet, he is. I have seen Oppenheimer
1: have you yeah I've not seen it yet it was alright yeah
0: so they well, have all my so... frights and delights which uh, means we're on to our segment that you did used to do in series one you're carrying on with series two but now it has a name and it's time for Jimmy's day release so does this this does this need its own jingle Jimmy <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it needs a jingle, a little jingle for the Jimmy. Uh, give it a little jingle.
0: I I haven't written a jingle because I, I didn't think, but um, how about uh, if I just come up with one now and, uh, and we'll use that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, how about uh, He's Crazy? Hang on. No, I should sing it, shouldn't I, really? Yeah. Or, otherwise, it's just a poem and it gets weird because I'm just reading poetry over Zoom. Uh, he's Crazy uh, Beast he's looking to feast it's out in the world it's jimmy's day release
1: <laughs> it's good i know you can build on it so i know that's that's the that's the foundations
0: yeah so i, mean, I know well, that's good i will either work on it or we'll, we'll forget it altogether and uh, it it was quite jaunty for a horror it was a bit jaunty yeah it was well i, I well the reason my head went jaunty is i think because you were like Skipping free in the world after finally being let out, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, okay, Well,
1: well I am going to get on it.
0: Yeah, I think you probably should.
1: Yeah, you know I love a list, so I am going to give you the top my my favourite top five uh, shark attacks. Excellent. They're my they're my favourite. We've they're all my got a top topic.
0: five, haven't we? Really? You, you we know. have.
1: So if if you don't agree with these top five, then you know you can suck a dick, right? Oh. Oh can't do both yeah <laughs> so shirley ann durden <laughs> right it's about her. in 1985 shirley ann durden was diving for scallops in australia's peak bay when she was attacked by around 20 foot long great white shark is that 20 foot long sharks or a 20 foot long shark oh apologies it was a 20 foot
0: long one shark okay I don't know what's scarier. What's scarier, Jimmy? 20-foot-long sharks or one foot long shark? Well, that's piranhas, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I interrupted you. I... No, it's
1: fine. The mighty fish tore the 33-year-old in half in its first strike as a husband and four children watched in horror from the shore. By the time rescuers arrived, all that remained was a headless torso floating in the water. Within moments, the shark returned and devoured that too. So, that's pretty good. I like Did she that die
0: one. then? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. I don't know what happened to her husband and kids. He probably <laughs> fucked off with the guy he was having an affair with. Anyway, Robert <laughs> Run In June 1959, Robert was diving for sea snails off Lajola Cove in California when his companion Gerald heard him scream for help. Turning, Gerald saw his friend upright and unnaturally high in the water with his mask missing. As he swam closer, Gerald watched Pamperun slowly disappear into the crimson waves and diving beneath the surface, he saw his friend being dragged to the seabed in the jaws of a 22-foot shark. Searching the water for his remains, the U.S. Coast Guard found only a single swim fin which is what they wear on their
0: feet. Ah, and he wears two, does he? I'm I'm guessing. I'm assuming he had two legs. He might have already been a victim of a shark attack and only needed the one anyway. Good point,
1: actually. This could have been terrible, terrible uh, police investigation because they were like, oh, well, we only found one. And then his mate's going,
0: but he only had one leg. Yeah. Not that any of this this matters because he's dead either way. (laughs) But let's at least get our facts straight. (laughs)
1: Exact. Fucking Jesus Christ. Right. Barry Wilson. He was swimming near Lover's Point off of the Californian coast in 1952. 17-year-old Barry Wilson was seen by witnesses to jerk suddenly. Are you waiting for my
0: giggle there? Yeah. From I was
1: like side to side. I wasn't going to give you the satisfaction.
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to jerk suddenly for you. Oh, dear. The young
1: tuba player then screamed before witnesses saw a shark rearing out of the water to attack him from the front and drag him under. Wilson resurfed seconds later, screaming and flailing his arms in a pool of blood. Five fellow swimmers fought for 30 minutes to drag him back to the beach through the rough surf, but he bled to death
0: before they reached the shore. Oh, mate, that is shocking and horrible and disturbing to think that even these days, people are choosing to play the tuber. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it was
1: 1952. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, fair enough. Plus, I'd like to like to think that his scream was more like a. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tell my mum I wanted to play guitar.
1: <laughs> right,
0: Randall Fry. Uh,
1: Cliff Zimmerman was diving for abalone with his friend Randall off the coast of California again in 2004 with. When disaster struck, Zimmerman reported that he turned from Fry for a millisecond before hearing a whooshing sound and feeling the water move as if a boat went by. He spun round to see Fry gone and a shark fin surfacing momentarily before the surrounding water turned red. Zimmerman swam for his life. His companions, severed head and body were found separately the following day. Wow. Wow. There's a there's a bit of a trend here that people are going down swimming and bothering other marine life.
0: In California, by the sounds of it. it.
1: And they're all going diving for like sea snails, fucking abalone. So do you think this uh, Oh, you
0: know what this is? There is one vigilante shark in California who is yeah, protecting the lesser the rest of the sea life from these ocean bothering humans. Ocean
1: botherers. Ocean botherers. Right, here we go. There's another one here. This is the last one, by the way. Rodney Fox, then 13, was defending his Australian spearfishing title in 1953 when a great white shark grabbed him around the middle and dragged him through the water upside down. The predator released him as he gouged its eyes, but soon returned and attacked again. Fox jammed his arms down the beast's throat and pulled it free again, ripping the flesh from his arm. The shark released him and then returned a third time, dragging Fox along the ocean floor. After nearly drowning, the teenager was released, pulled aboard a nearby boat with his ribcage, lungs and upper stomach exposed. Miraculously, his main arteries remained intact and he survived. After four hours of surgery and three hundred and sixty stitches,
0: but, that guy is a fucking badass.
1: Yeah, but I, I might have to. I might have to Google him for the next time and give you a little update because that was nineteen fifty three. I can't imagine he lived long.
0: But what? Well, yeah, you're gonna have to check in. I mean, did he I'll play have to the tuber? What's Rodney Fox is up to?
1: But there we go. That's me on. Uh... A little bit of day
0: release. All right. Well, fucking back in with you. You're done. That's your time. <laughs> 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 That's nice. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of ocean botherers out there in California. Honestly, that I mean, at least, what, three or four of them were from California? Don't go yeah, in the water. And all of them were, like, you know, bothering, hunting, ocean bothering for something. Yeah. There's a shark out there. Does this shark identify as a bat? Have we got a bat shark? Like a Batman? Bat shark? Well, bat sharp! Ha <laughs> ha, bat sharp! Oh, bat sharp. He's, he's playing in his funhouse. That's the right guy, right?
1: It is the right the guy, yeah. It's think... his
0: funhouse. Yeah, I think we should uh, probably move on. Hey, <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's, uh what's next, Jimmy? Last of Macabre, Sure is. (laughs) Master of the Macab. Welcome to the Master of the Macab, and we are about to figure out who we would share the cage with and who would have us considering the sharks outside as a better option because you're just too whiny. It is, of course, the segment where we decide who deserves a coveted medal, often taking the shape of some Random thing to do with the film. The master of the job. Shark tooth. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. With a tuber etched into it. Or Mandy Moore's skull. She's not dead, so the logistics could be difficult. (laughs) Could be. Well, I could mould one. No, it's got a real thing. You've said it now, and now I've got it in my head. It's got to be the real thing. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. All or nothing. All right. right. Uh, Who have you got for... uh for your Master of the Macabre, because I know who I've got, and I think I know who you've got, and I think I know who anyone who watches this film will got, despite the fact this person is in it for probably two minutes overall screen time. Oh, no, it's not who I've got. Okay.
1: You go yeah, I, I've i really struggled with this. I mean, it, they did all right at their jobs, the cast, and I think your master should have... Uh, your master? <laughs> Uh should have been in there uh, maybe a little bit. He could have done a little bit more. He was mostly on the radio. Yeah, slightly. Um, yeah, but mine's... I'm out of the box here. I've gone wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, shall I give you mine? Yeah, you go for your. Well, mine's uh, Matthew Modine, obviously. Oh, right, straight in the... straight. Right, okay, well,
0: why is that? Because he's a great actor. <laughs> he, he was, yeah. I mean, he was barely on screen. Uh, he's yeah. the only person who didn't irritate the shit out of me, if I'm honest. Hundred <laughs> percent, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, he was great, and he is great. Uh,
1: and I really and... want to watch Full Metal Jacket again. Yeah, please, for the millionth fucking time, because it's such a great film.
0: Um, I can't figure out with the uh, the rest of the cast whether the writing was just bad, the acting was bad, or both.
1: I don't know if the acting was bad. I think the acting was okay. I just... The writing was very dry. Really? Yeah, maybe, actually. Yeah, maybe. I do like this film. First time I saw this film, I was like, oh, this is a great film. I really like this. Yeah. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But, yeah. But re-watching it again, it was like, oh, okay. And I did forget Matthew Modine was in it, so... Mm -hmm. Is it Modine? I've been saying that wrong. Why, what have you been saying? Modine. Well, it's Dine, is it? D-I-N-E. Modine. Yeah. I, I,
0: well, whatever.
1: this is where people come come to when they want names pronounced <laughs> correctly or incorrectly. Cause yeah. Because are not great at that.
0: And but invalid, I've... unqualified critiques of films as well. That's where. <laughs> this is yeah, the exactly. You get Who the fuck are these guys?
1: Well, I'm putting it out there that uh, I think the guy who uh, tamed the sharks. Was there a shark tamer? Tamed the sharks? Yeah, shark tamer. No? Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, yeah, Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Or Drew uh, the shark? The CGI man? uh, I love to think that someone tamed the sharks and trained the sharks. Uh, Well, that's
1: who I'd give it to. Or... The uh, um, how else would you do it? It's in the credits. The dude who was the broccoli wrangler,
0: broccoli wrangler, is that in the credits?
1: Really? He's yes, yeah, in the credits, he's down Shit. there as a broccoli wrangler who just <laughs> broccoli. Okay, but... well,
0: how about because Master of the Carb is for for the for the well, it always has been in my head the actors, yeah, okay, but you give it to the yep. shark, yeah. Sh- a shark. Do you have a particular favourite shark?
1: The main one. The main the shark. big one. The main shark. Not Jaws because it wasn't Jaws, but uh maybe poor flips, flippers, Flip. flipper. Finn. The flipper Finney. is a dolphin. Finny. Finnegan.
0: Finnegan. Finnegan. Finnegan.
1: Well... All sharky.
0: Right. Let's wrap it up. Go on. Yeah. That's much as I am I'm happy to give it to the the shark.
1: No, we'll give it to uh we'll give it to Matthew Modine. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Wow, that was a massive roller coaster there, man. I mean... No, well, we've got to give it to a Hugh man, so, yeah, Matthew Moe Dye. Or a Hugh Not in this film,
0: but yes. Not in this film, no. You are correct. Yes. All right, that's Master in the Carb, and now we're going to shift on, rather swiftly, I might say, to the Madhouse Rating System. <laughs> yeah! The Madhouse Rating.
1: right it's like shooting sharks in a barrel this is a madhouse Rated sister the first up we've got that always beautiful, beautiful
0: tension and suspense what are you saying well well first off I'm saying is what kind of shitting big barrels have you got that you can put sharks in them although <laughs> well, no, first of all is it twenty one foot sharks or a twenty one foot shark or was it 20
1: foot 21 beach 21 foot 21 foot sharks okay not there's 18
0: sharks what oh okay 18 21 foot sharks 18... i think it was actually 20 yeah. foot sharks yeah. To... anyway yeah you get the gist it's a big barrel it. either way right so uh what was it Tension to suspense yeah boy ah. It had a decent amount of tension, Jimmy, Uh, but nothing that wouldn't be expected, I think, as a bare minimum from this type of film. If you imagine a shark film, also then imagine the type of jump scares and tension you'd expect from that shark film, and that's exactly what this film does, but that's kind of like all it does. For me, that's the bare minimum. I don't think it did anything special. It it didn't go above and beyond in any way through storytelling... Or filmography to kind of lead us into anything spectacular. Yes,
1: but bottom barrel, tension and suspense. I feel there was tension and there was suspense. I feel that we should give that one. Oh, okay. I really Uh... think we should because when she's trapped there under the thing where she's lost her leg, her sister's fucked up because she's had enough of it. She's when you gone. say
0: lost her leg, you mean she scraped her leg a bit on some metal?
1: No, I mean she had her leg trapped under the cage.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. then
1: she's trying to, and the the oxygen's running out. I think that that builds tension, and it's like, oh fuck's sake! But I think I think that does deserve at least one star.
0: Okay. Well, I mean one is the maximum. So when you say at least, yeah. Okay. It's also I mean like one for <laughs> T and TNS. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give it one then. All right good i'm
1: glad i muscled my way in on that right next yeah. up is musical score and sound effects
0: all right well uh, well somebody found the free shark film sample cd from an amateur filmography magazine or something <laughs> like that didn't they <laughs> 100% it's got the uh, yeah well biting and stuff you know it's got the flesh nice. the flesh sounds yeah uh, that may have sounded a bit more like masturbation than I intended it to. That thing I just did then, but
1: uh... well, maybe do it with your cheek next time
0: and not your willy. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll just <laughs> it just had <sounded> it worse. <laughs> ah, back to the willy. And uh, anyway, so um, yeah. And to be honest, did you even notice the musical score? There was one, but
1: not really. It no.
0: Uh, I don't. I know. mean,
1: hold on a minute. I mean, let's face it, it's not fucking Jaws, is it? No. Like, that is a classic soundtrack for a shark film. Yeah. So there was, like, nothing.
0: So that, to me, is zero. I would go with zero, because... Well, actually, hold on, why are we on numbers? No stars. No star, yeah. I got what you (laughs) meant. (laughs) I'm bilingual in rating systems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not Jaws. You're not getting nothing. Yeah, no, not even, we're not even for, for a, a, an ocean-going shark film. And any film, horror film, I think has to put, m- well, any film has to put some effort into doing something that establishes a hook within the film yeah. for their soundtrack. And yeah. this did not. So No, 100% no. Zero stars. I'm out. That's <laughs> old school. Also, Actually, no, I'm
1: wait. What's the, who's the Simon Cow guy? Simon, Simon Cal- Cowell? No.
0: No. <laughs> That's,
1: I don't know what I'm doing here. Boys. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> He's Simon think.
0: Cow guy. Right.
1: Next up is gore and visual effects.
0: It's got some okay gore, hasn't it? It's got some stuff in it that makes you go, ooh, that'll smart a bit. Yeah, scrape legs, scrape shins. Yeah. But scrapes, yeah. mostly. The big injuries kind of happened very quickly and then a whipped-off screen before they had to invest much money in CGI. Uh, there wasn't a hell of a lot for a killer shark film. I felt that leg scrape and tear made me cringe as Lisa tried to drag her leg out from the cage when she was trapped. Uh, but the visual effects were decent. The CGI sharks, uh, yeah. Finnegan, whoever made Finnegan. Finnegan and a sharky. They deserve to win again, yeah. Uh, wow, thank you. <laughs> uh, you can't tell the CGI. I mean, I, I don't know what no, I you... thought while watching it. While watching it, I wasn't thinking, "Are these real no. or are they CGI?" I was just involved no. in the film, so that's that's a good thing. You don't want to be thinking that in the film. If you're thinking, "Are these CGI?" they are CGI, and you've been pulled out the film experience. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So I'm thinking half.
1: Yeah, maybe a half. I got to tell you about my that. My favorite scene is it is when they're, you know, when they're two sisters, it's a hallucination, but they're it's, obviously, you don't know it's the hallucination yet because that's a twist. And they're yeah. coming up with their fighting with the flares, and the yeah. flare goes out, and then they manage to light the other flare, and all those sharks are around with their mouths open, ready to go. Yeah. That's a fucking great Yeah, you shot. know what?
0: Yes, it is. That is a great shot.
1: That was literally the best part of the film. That was such a fantastic shot. It's
0: exceptional, but can I ruin it a bit for you? Go on then. The shot's incredible. But throughout the whole film, we've had this uh, this, this behaviour and attitude of the sharks set up for us. that They're zooming in. And if you uh, expose yourself at all, they're, they're fucking zoning in on you and going in for you right there and then. Yeah. These sharks decided to wait and go, oh, hang on. flare has gone out. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> dark. I might just hang around here in the ocean for a second and see no, if they, but light they don't another like the flare. flares. And then they do like the flare and they go, oh, shit, and then fly away. Swim away. Don't fly. It's like flying underwater, swimming. Still a, still a great shot. It's a fantastic
1: shot. It is a fantastic shot. Okay, I'll go with you on this one then. What are you saying?
0: I would go with uh, a half.
1: Okay, all right, we're at one and a half then. Yeah. Okay, next up, we've got the all-important one, which is performance.
0: Ooh. See how uh, these boys and girls done. Well, uh, to start with, uh, I wasn't sure if I'd accidentally started watching uh, a discarded pilot of the Gilmore Girls <laughs> with them uh, doing the banter between the two of them on the, walking along the beach. That was... uh. That was some writing. That's what I'll say. That was some writing. <laughs> so, yeah, I do think the characters are badly written, and it didn't work for me. Uh, it, it felt fake. Yeah. And it had uh, daytime TV drama acting written all oh, over yeah. it. Dawson 100%. actually should have been in it, because uh, it had been right up his alley. Dawson uh, getting in there on the 90s daytime TV acting uh we we, we would have fit right in
1: then he would have boosted a point up on imdb with that i think or maybe <laughs> at least a point point a point point yeah a point one or a point two on the old imdb but I don't, I don't think it's down to the writing i think it's down to the acting
0: yeah and this isn't a writing this either way this isn't a writing category we're in performance now so we have to decide whether the performance it's... was bad or the writing was bad, and if it was the performance, then I think it's the performance. I like, I mean, I don't know what Matthew
1: Modine was doing in it. Don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he needed a quick quick
0: buck or something. Yeah, Matthew Modine is is the kind of guy who if you did a Jaws type film would fit in perfectly because the good thing about Jaws was the characters 100%. as well as the shark. And he could be in Jaws eight. Yeah, and he would knock and it out of the park. Still
1: be shit, but he'd still be good in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, but if you've got a, a a shark film like this, and they always get put up against Jaws, which is you're not well, you're not gonna win. If you make a shark film, you're always gonna be put up against Jaws. You're always gonna lose. So always gonna lose. But the acting in Jaws and the characters in George, so uh, George, <laughs> Jaws, George, the character George in Jaws was particularly good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope there was one. I don't think there was. Nope, there was Quint. Quint's actual <laughs> name was George. Just uh, in case you were wondering. Um, George Quint. Uh, anyway, my point is, no stars. <laughs> yeah, zero
1: stars on that one, I'm afraid. Yeah, never mind. So it's right. still at one and a half. <laughs> yeah. This is the last. Last one. It's the overall experience. Like, Ah, did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Is it Uh, worth watching to
0: these people? Tell them. Well, hopefully they've already seen it, because we've absolutely spoiled it. (laughs) If they haven't. Only slightly. Uh, Yeah, just slightly. I'm about to spoil it a bit more, though, because (laughs) one of my things I I thought was well done about this film, but then let me down, was the fake ending, because I thought the fake ending was pretty good. It was set up well earlier in the film with a... Offhand comment on the radio about maybe you could suffer hallucinations but they'd also warned them about other stuff so who knows what could do you know what I mean and then it yep. it came up and I genuinely didn't think it was a, a twist it didn't feel like the fake dream thing if you're gonna do the fake dream thing or whatever do it at the end of the film yeah because if you do it early on I'm not gonna believe anything else you do and it was uh it was done in a way that wasn't too ham-fisted or made it too obvious but it was also pointless because the yes. ending ended up being exactly the same. Well, no, one of the sisters died. Yeah. Rather than both of them dead. getting saved, but the ending was basically. Oh yeah, the same yes, saved anyway. uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, they just severely, severely maimed.
0: <sighs> well, you don't. I'm really remembering know. Yeah.
1: it now because they were trying to climb out the boat. Fucking yeah. hell! So what's
0: the oh, what was the point in the twist if things turn out the same anyway for her in the cage? So I don't know. I think they should have left it as. Uh, dying at the bottom of the sea, they should have had the twist and then had her in the cage at the bottom. Yeah, die. yeah. That was in the good. sharks come in right to the cage. They blast in and rip her to pieces. No question about it. Or left maybe left it up to us. Maybe her, yeah. leave her fate to our imagination. But yeah, I just shark wins. Yeah, my overall experience I think in for me is a uh, half a point. It was I don't feel like I completely wasted my time watching it, but I'm not watching it again.
1: No, I enjoyed it. I think two out of five is fair. Like, it's not Jaws. It's not Sharknado. It's not Sharknado 8. You know, it's a good film. <laughs> two out of five. Two out of five for for 47 metres down. Nice. Well done.
0: Ah, and that's, uh, that's that. Sweet. 47 metres down. Lovely. And now, if you're ready for my IMDB challenge. Yeah, let's do it. To pick our next film. Yeah, let's do it. You'll like this one. You'll okay. get this one. Okay. But I'm used to that. Uh, I used to challenge you to get this in so many words, so I might do that now, actually. Well,
1: no, it's the first one. Let's just... let's just ease in gently.
0: Alright, well, I'm gonna guess you get it in four, then. It's not a challenge, just a guess. Oh. A strange prehistoric beast. Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, is it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I've started, so I'll finish. Okay, yeah, go on, <laughs> A finish it pre- off. prehistoric beast lurks in the depths of the Amazonian jungle. A group of scientists try to capture the animal and bring it back to civilization for study. I changed my li- mind at last minute. I was going to go for another modern one. But I watched this film again, 47 metres down. And I thought, no, you know what? Yeah. Going for something yeah. solid. Nice. Classy move. Done class. Yeah. Well, we've got to Old have school. one in the mix. We've only got four yeah. films yeah, to get yeah. through, and let's face it, the fifth one's probably going to be Jaws. <laughs> 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 well, it's got to be a banger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so we got to pick the best one at that category for the fifth film. So, yeah, there got to chuck them in while I can in a series format. Can't... No lollygagging around, waiting to see what happens. Wow. That was good. That was 47 metres down. And that was the first episode of the Man House Podcast Series 2. It came from the deep. (sighs) (laughs) sounds like you just came
1: from deep. (laughs) Yeah, I do need to do it, Pooh.
0: Well, that's not what I was getting at, but just as disgusting. And on (laughs) (laughs) on that, thank you for listening to the Man House Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, wherever the fuck you are listening to it right now. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and please send your underwater horror stories to Let's Make, make a, a Dodgy Ship. What ah, Someone, someone girls. Girls. To the Shit, Jerry! <laughs> I didn't finish my wine while recording. I let me let me do it now.
1: You better down it in one. But I might
0: add this on to the end. Yeah. Or the beginning, or the middle. Fuck no.
1: Who knows? Yeah, right, you butter. ready?
0: Yep. Yeah. I'll oh, down it though, while you're here. Alright, down it then. Stop talking about it and do it. I'm pouring it into a motherfucking glass. It's
1: a butterbeer tankard. <laughs> Cheers. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms down. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm not down in mine. Just <laughs> oh. tapering it.
0: I uh, go watching prison docs. Ah, oh, that was, uh, that was rough. You won't think uh, of red wine advertised as just, or described as red wine, <laughs> would, <laughs> would be that rough. It doesn't say, uh, I don't know, Chardonnay, is that red wine? No. It doesn't say anything like, that. I think I'm going to be sick. If we should stop recording now.